Hey everybody, it's your host Maya Alicia, and I'm back with another one-on-one interview as always. And today's special guest, Jumroll, is Lavender from Matilda. You know her, I know her, we all loved her. And she was played by Kiami Daviel. So I'm really looking forward to this combo. And if you don't know what Matilda is, I hate that for you. Go watch it right now, okay? Just stop this, then go watch it, then come back, okay? But let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get into it, okay? Right. So those of you who don't know Kiami Daviel, she is an amazing model, singer, songwriter, screenwriter, has directed and produced theater productions, taught acting classes to expiring young actors, <laughs> and she's an actor who's been seen in just to name a few, Bruno, Moesha, Steve Harvey, and the world that we all love her for, the classic movie Matilda, as the iconic character lavender okay so she's putting on for all the little girls little black girls okay in the united states <laughs> all around the world so welcome kiami thank you yes yes and before we get into the interview i have to highlight that you're a fellow leo okay my leo sister vibes <laughs> yes <laughs> big all leo energy okay i know you're august 21st i'm august 13th okay. Okay, yes, Leo Leo Nation. Please. Okay, Leo Nation. Okay, so as we get into your interview, I want to spin a block and take it back to you as Kiami before and after Lavender, okay? So you're super mm -hmm. talented and wear so many hats. So let's get into your screenwriting credits with your first short film, Reckless, a drama based mm -hmm. on a character named Lacey Whitaker who has to get her life yes. together before she self-destructs and lose her child, okay? Yes. So you were in your 20s when you wrote Reckless. So where did that storyline come from? Um, there's actually some truth um, to that that I pulled from some personal experience. So, um, you know, just really taking bits and pieces of that and what I learned from from watching that and, and kind of going through that with that individual really inspired me to tell the story mm -hmm. and to hope that I can help someone who has either faced similar situations, going through similar situations, whatever the case may be. So it was really some real life inspiration. Wow. Truth. When can we expect more movies written by you? Oh, that is a good question. Um, there's some projects that I am working on that I am actually writing. Um, so it's a process because I am my own worst critic, so to speak. So I'll, like I said, I'll write something leave it, come back to it, um, and tweak it. And then they're like, no, I don't really like the direction that's going. So I've got something that um, it's, it's in my final stages of me preparing and wanting to really put it out there to start shooting and, and things like that. So after probably 50 to 75 different drafts, I think it's finally <laughs> where I want it to be. So Okay, okay, yes, you definitely need to put it out. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm like that too. You know, as Leo's, we overthink, but like, all the time. Yes, but when you put it out there, you know, they're gonna, you don't know how people are gonna take it. You feel like something is not, you know, good, but other people are like, wow. So you'll never know if you don't put it out there. Absolutely. Yes. You're right. You're okay. Right. <laughs> so right. I know that you're a singer and songwriter. Have you wrote or been on any songs that we know, but we didn't know you were a part of? So I do. Right. Um, I haven't, I, I usually generally truthfully just write for myself, honestly. Um, so, but I, I really am just the way that kind of the industry is flowing now and the opportunities that have been presented to me. I definitely do believe that I will be venturing to writing 
for other individuals. So that is the next phase. Um, but for basically the portion of my career where, you know, I was writing as far as lyrically, it's just mm -hmm. been for myself. Okay, got you, got you. Okay, well, I'm going to be looking out for that. I'm excited. Yes. I hope to see you, like, with some Summer Walkers, Janae's. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can yes. see you, so I'm looking, I'm going to be looking out for that. As a child actress, you had such a big personality, a strong voice, and so much sass. So in all of your roles, from Matilda to Bruno, Bruno even Steve Harvey, were you given direction on how your personality should be for those roles, or were you just that young actress and it worked to bring those characters together? in those roles? So I think, you know, it's, it can be a combination of things. Um, I, I've been so fortunate and so grateful that I've never really had to stifle, you know, my artistry or my creativity or who I am as an individual and the aspects of me that I bring to my characters. So that's always been an amazing thing. However, having said that, there's still, you know, the direction that you have to follow because perhaps the director or the producer has a, a vision of, how they see the scene going. Mm -hmm. So then therefore, you know, you want to make sure that you bring that element that they're asking for as well. But definitely not um, pushing who you are to the side or not being true to who you are, but finding that healthy balance between what it is that they're asking for and then also just allowing you to shine through because that's when it becomes the most authentic. Exactly, exactly. So. And I definitely could see that within your roles, especially like Matilda Lavender. You were just so cute. Oh my God, you're so cute. Like <laughs> Lavender, she was very sweet, but you did have some sass. You know, when you put the salamander yes. in the water and just like things of that your character would do. And then moving on to like Steve Harvey or Bruno, we saw, we saw a little bit more sass. You know, it was still you, but we got to hit on different aspects of you. Walk me through you and your family realizing you had this amazing talent as an actress and then relocating you from Kentucky to California. So I started out very, very young, um, obviously. So I started out modeling. Um, I would, and kind of taking it back a little bit, um, I will always say Whitney Houston was like my very first inspiration. All things Whitney Houston, loved her, loved her concerts, knew them word for word, all the choreo, everything. I, w I was with it. Um, and then The Bodyguard came out, and I was like, oh, she's in the movies too. Like, this is insane. So I told my mom, I was like, I want to be Whitney Houston. I, I want to be her. And my mom told me, you cannot be Whitney Houston, but you can be the best Keanu that you can be. And so I told her, I want to act, I want to sing, I want to do what she does. So I uh, was in Harrisburg at the time, Harrisburg, Kentucky. There was a modeling school in Lexington, Kentucky called Images. So that is where we actually went, um, started the whole modeling process, if you will. I went to two conventions. One was in New York and then one was in Los Angeles. And so in Los Angeles, I found my manager that I still talk to to this day. He doesn't manage me anymore, but he's known me, I mean, over half of my life. So um, we moved, basically. Um, I, and she was always told that I had it. Um, I still don't know what <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's you. It's you. <laughs> evidently right like I still haven't figured that out but or shall I say however um mm -hmm. you know she was really willing to allow me to just live my dreams in color 
And, you know, I know that she sacrificed a lot of what it was that made her comfortable and made her happy to make sure that I had the best opportunity to do what it was that I was blessed to do and the God-given talent that I was supposed to be using. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the transition. That's pretty much how it started. And now, almost 30 years later, here we are. Exactly. And you're here. And I really, I really want to touch on, I like appreciate your mom for that. Cause a lot of people, they steer away from being themselves. And I like how she focused on, no, you're going to be Kiami. You're not about to yes. be Whitney Houston. You guys yes. played off that. And now you're here and now you're successful. You have one of the biggest roles in the, in the industry. It's, it's only up from here. As I always say, it's only up from here. That's it. Let's get into Matilda. I know we love yes. lavender. As I keep on saying and Matilda and you were the <laughs> cutest. I have to say it again. And adorable and funny. So, how did that opportunity present itself? And was that pro what was that process like being casted for this classic movie? So essentially, um, what's so funny about that role is that it wasn't initially meant for someone who looked like me. Um, ironically, yes, it was not actually meant for someone who was of my skin complexion. Um, so my agent was basically pushed and said, no, 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 no. We want you to go try out for this and we're just going to see what happens. So I went, um, auditioned, got called back and met with Danny DeVito. And then also not only him, but um, my sis from another miss, Mara, uh, who played Matilda, her mother um, was also there for the auditions. And between her mother and Danny DeVito, they were both, yes, this is, this is it. This is who we want. And I was, I was excited. I was nervous. I um, was just, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was a dream come true, honestly. And so then the next thing I know, I'm doing wardrobe fittings and I'm doing table reads and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. So it was, it was, a very accelerated process, um, so to speak, because I think, you know, and I, I thank God for it. It's like when they knew, they knew. Mm -hmm. And um, Mara and I clicked, and that was that. So what was your reaction when you found out? You were eight at the time. So what was your reaction yes. when you got the part Lavender in Matilda? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I was so excited. I'm, I'm jumping around, screaming, dancing. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to just understand, you know, even also what this means. All I know is that like, oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to be in a movie. Like this is incredible. And so the the best way that an eight-year-old can, you know, describe the excitement and how they're feeling, I think that that was what um, I did. And any words that I could have probably used to try to describe how amazing the opportunity was and in, in, you know, my way of understanding it, I'm sure I did. And I just, I couldn't wait. I, I could not wait to get started. Um, and then also I was thinking, you know, at this point, oh, well, then that means, you know, I won't necessarily have to go to school because I'll be filming. Yeah, no, um, you're still going to be in school and working at the same time. <laughs> at this time, I was not um, in a performing arts school. I was in, uh, it was like what they call a magnet school. So if you want to call it like an advanced school, if you will. But, um, and so literally we had to go get all of my schoolwork. And then they have the teachers that are on set with you. So then that way you have designated time or you're going to sit down and you're going to get this math problem solved. 
Okay. They say you're gonna get your education, okay? You're gonna get that education. Period. Let's get into lavender or halo braid, the barrettes, the outfits, everything. So how did production and designers come up with lavender's look? So funny story. Um the first day of filming, um my mother had my hair like in literally just five braids. Um she would usually do that once she would like wash my hair. And she would just style it like that, leave it like that for a couple of days. She didn't necessarily have to worry about doing it, whatever the case may be. And so when we got there, evidently it just worked. Like they liked the look of it and just started putting the barrettes in there. And that was literally how that happened. And so every day after filming, I would go home. She would refresh it. Mm -hmm. And then the next day we would go back and they would do the exact same thing. Um, as far as the glasses, those were mine. Those are my oh, actual so glasses. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, those are my actual glasses that I picked out myself. Um, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, like those were just I mean, you're talking about magnifying glasses. But it's fine. Um <laughs> we could not tell me I did not have style. Okay. okay. Uh <laughs> So, and then as far as the wardrobe, that was basically something that, you know, the production decided as far as the different scenes and, and what fit the character. Um, but of course, ironically, my name is Lavender and then they have me in purple overalls. So mm -hmm. <laughs> That was so cute. So how did they come up with the name? So the, the movie, of course, is based off of a book by Roald Dahl. So he wrote Matilda and Lavender is an actual character in the book. Got you. So, yeah. and so she's Matilda's best friend in the book. So they basically just made pretty much the movie adaptation. And so she is I. No. Yes. Beyonce, okay. <laughs> and I love how you shared that because it, you would think that like movie roles are calculated, but it all, it seemed like it just happened so easy. Like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And then they just went with the hair and stuff. That's cool. That's really cool. It wasn't calculated at all. No, not yes. not with that. Now, there's certain things I know, like I said, with, um, you know, the scenes that they may want to shoot and the things as far as the ideas of clothing and things like that. But the hair and the glasses was definitely just happenstance. Wow. Okay, well, that, that's a compliment to you and your mom. They love y'all staff. Right? Okay? right? In the movie, Matilda, Matilda and Lavender had a great friendship from the start. So I love how you posted a picture of you and Mara Wilson, who played Matilda. So that was like a few years back. So did you two actually mm -hmm. stay in touch since then? Or was that a moment um, of rekindling, like a reunion? Uh, yes, we absolutely stay in touch. Um, we did an interview together, maybe six months ago so yes so we definitely stay in touch um you know we wish each other happy birthday and we we're definitely definitely that is that is my girl she i tell her, you you stuck with me for life boo <laughs> and, and you guys should that is so cute i love that i love how you guys came up together you basically grew up together if you think about it yeah Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yes. So adult stories and all of that. Now. We get to tell about our adulthood and all these crazy, you know, because mm -hmm. adulting, I would tell people, adulting is a scam, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, it the is. The whole scam. It but that's okay, you know, because I would rather be adulting and, and growing and living a long life. So mm -hmm. we're just going to take it for what it is. But, you know, I'll be looking for refunds sometimes because... Okay. 
too much. All, all we can do is go upward and onward. That's what I say, upward and onward. Yes. Huh, but it is a lot. I can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm 20, well, I'm going to be 23, but whew, girl, I'm in, I feel like, I call it, I call them like these years, my like childhood adult years. Like I'm really three. Okay. I'm really three in adult yes. years. So I, I, listen, I, I give you that. Absolutely. Yes, but I'm, we're taking it day by day and we're going to, like you said, we're going to continue to move forward and elevate and grow. So yes. Okay. Absolutely. So now I got to ask you in the movie, Matilda, I was really like confused. It was implied, but never confirmed. Did Miss Trunchable like actually kill Miss Honey's dad? <laughs> so it, as far as in the film, that's basically what was how that was supposed to be going but i really truthfully don't know like you said i i don't have a complete confirmation on that but it seems like there was definitely some some trickery happening yes. so we're just gonna we're just gonna take it how we take it i think she killed him i'm gonna just say that right here i think she killed him, <laughs> I think she killed him but you know she got her in the end of the movie so that's okay that is yes okay. she did what was your favorite acting role Ooh, um, oh, that's hard to nail down. Um, well, definitely, of course, Lavender is always going to be near and dear. Um, I think um, In the House was definitely a very, 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 very fun character. Her name was Brianna, so that was very fun. Um, I think one, uh, within my childhood um, specifically that I feel like stretched me artistically was Bruno. Mm -hmm. That definitely stretched me, um, had me, you know, thinking outside the box, had me having to be someone that I definitely truly was not from, um, you know, being neglected to um, her hair just kind of being all over the place and different things like that. That's, definitely not me never has been um so that was one that was challenging um mm -hmm. to take on however uh it was it was a my filming was literally almost an acting boot camp mm -hmm. when I was filming Bruno it was it was a lot that I learned a lot that I had to soak in and make the adjustments as I'm learning wow so so with, with acting, do you feel like when you're tapping into those characters, it takes a lot out of you? Because it's from me looking at it, because I'm not an actor. I'm like, oh, I can, I can do this, but everybody can't be actors. Everybody can't do this. So can you elaborate on that? So I definitely think that, especially if you, are, number one, if you're resonating with this character, you're, you're pulling uh, maybe different emotions, different experiences, you know, different things that uh, you may have seen or, or gone through or whatever the case may be. And you're, you're putting that into these characters. You're taking these specific scenes and you're making them relatable to who you are so that they become authentic. So yes, sometimes it can be exhausting because you've given so much of yourself emotionally. However, the beautiful part of it is it doesn't feel like work. It literally doesn't feel like work. It's almost um, with these characters. So I like to explain it like this. With these characters, you they are basically a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. 
And so what I get to do is I get to take my different watercolors, my pastels, my greens, my primary colors, all of these things. I get to take all of these and I get to use myself as the paintbrush and I can paint whatever picture it is that I want to paint with whatever colors I want to paint it with. And that is what makes it so enjoyable. However, these different colors are different emotions and experiences and different, you know, conversations I've had or, or me seeing people go through different things and um, putting myself in their shoes, you know, those type of things. So I have to be strategic mm-hmm. with the colors I pick. But nonetheless, I am painting a portrait. Mm-hmm. So that is where it doesn't feel like work because it's fun and enjoyable, but it can be exhausting. It can be tiring. So that's why you have to allow yourself that moment to disconnect, to, you know, indulge in your Mm self-care. So acting is like an artistry, basically. It's a form of art. Absolutely. Okay. I I just learned a lot. Look, I was in an acting class just now. (laughs) See? Right? So we all know, you know, we went incognito, then popped back out on us. So you were, were you expecting this amount of love and support from everybody from TikTok? And I'm like, oh my God, Lavender! And just from all avenues. What, what is that like? Um, you know what? It is, it has been a, a journey. Just, you know, going from and making the transition from being a child to being an adult. Um, going to get my degree um, continuing my education, not necessarily um, not being as involved in the industry per se, but I really wanted to make sure that I got my education focused on that. I still uh, minored in theater, so it was definitely always in my blood. Um, and then for me to kind of say, okay, you know what, I've got my degree now, and now let's let's keep it pushing, and to just start back up and 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 jump in pretty much feet first and to see individuals who will dress up for me as Halloween um, and just all of the love. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's so beautiful. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. Um, and because a lot of individuals who, uh, you know, were in my position may not have been, you know, as fortunate to have that crowd of those individuals that just rock with you. And so, you know, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I do not take it for granted. And the, the most important thing for me is to continue to put out amazing content, to continue to put out um, and, and, and bring characters of substance to life, not just wherever the wind blows, because I do make an impact. My voice does matter. My artistry matters and so because I know that even more so I mean I I knew it um because I just I I have that um not cockiness but Mm self-worth about myself so you know so I I knew it but it's it's even more so now because you know my projects and things are cross-generational and um I just I thank God for allowing me to have the platform that I have and allowing me to have the voice that I have because it, like I said, it matters and it means something. My representation matters. So, uh, and I appreciate everyone who has reminded me of that lest I forget. 
You definitely had that impact. For that to come out and for people to still be rocking with you, like you said, and still, oh my God, laughing. Like you, you've matured, you've grown up, and they still know who Kiami Davielle is, okay? Yes. So <laughs> I think that's amazing. And again, like what com what's going to be coming next is going to be amazing to see too. So I feel like that's exciting what you have in store next. And when people are in, la you're not lavender, I'm, excuse me, I, I'm, I'm getting stuck in the character. <laughs> of Kiami Dabiel, do they know, oh my God, that's Lavender, that's the girl from Steve Harvey, or this, the, like, what do they, what do they do? Are they aware? Um, it definitely does happen. It, it definitely happens. And I, I'm cognizant of it now. I'm very aware of when it does happen. And so I kind of just carry on about my business. And um, you know, I allow individuals to come to me, approach me, um, ask for pictures, conversation, whatever the case may be, or even just to say hi. You know, I'm definitely one of those individuals who does not mind that. Um, it, it, it still is surreal to me sometimes because I'm like, I'm just me. I'm, I'm literally just me. Um, and I never want anyone to feel like I'm not approachable in that sense or that I um, feel like I'm better, you know, than anyone else or anything like that. Uh, because that's definitely not the case. I just have had a different path yes. than others, which is fine because that's mm -hmm. what life is about, you know. But um, when it does happen, those moments that do happen, I embrace them. I, I love them, um, and I, it just, it, it gives me a, a natural high, because my, my objective is to make at least one person smile with what it is that I do, with, with uh, my gift, to, so I feel like God gave me my gift, and so my gift back to him and to the world is to impact at least one person. Exactly. And at least make one person smile. So in meeting me, if I'm able to do that, I have done my job. Well, you've done it for me. Look, you've done it for me. <laughs> and yeah, yes, yes, of course. And I was going to say with, yeah, I don't think, I think a lot of times people miss out, lose, lose sight of that, that we all have different professions and they get so, right. you know, caught up in, oh my God, a celebrity, but we're all people. You're a person. So I definitely understand that you just have a different talent that you've been blessed with and you know, and so forth. So, and other exactly. people in the world too. So I get that too. And I'm glad I can tell you're very humble. You know, yes. you're very humble. Like, you know, you're that girl, but you're also, you know. <laughs> I, I, I pride myself on that, you know, yes. because I am a believer that, um, you know, you can be given something and then it, it can also be taken away if you don't handle it properly. So, um, and also, those individuals that support me, that rock with me, these are the individuals that are going to, when these next projects come out, are going to continue to support me. And if I have an air of superiority about me, um, and not mistaken, like I said, the confidence yes. for arrogance is definitely a difference. But I'm always going to be confident in who I am and what I offer. That's just what it is. And, and there was a period of time when I couldn't always say that. You know, and I think sometimes we all go through those moments. But, you know, now that I can live in that and, and mm -hmm. own that, um, you know, I have no no issue with saying, yes, I am confident, but I truly, truly am blessed. 
and I know exactly where those blessings come from. So I do not take that for granted. Okay. Okay. You just preach. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> like to dim their lights for other people and not, you know, what is the word? Stand in who they are. Stand in. I'm yes. that girl. It's okay to know that you're that girl, that boy. It's just how you come off with it. Like you said, exactly. I feel like me personally, I think it's no such thing as being overconfident or too confident. Like, wouldn't you want to be, you know, wouldn't you want to mm -hmm. be confident? So, yeah, I feel like that's something, those are inner things other people have to deal with. But us, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna keep shining, okay? <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. Right. <laughs> A lot of childhood stars, you know, they go through that dark phase where they're finding themselves and totally do it. A 360 from the innocent child star and shock everyone. So, through your journey as a childhood star up until now, did you ever feel like you lost yourself? You know what? Um, no. And and I think that that definitely has a lot to do with um, my upbringing mm -hmm. and um, the type of support system that I had who um, would always just speak life into me. And so I, I will say that I had a period of time where I wasn't necessarily making the best choices mm -hmm. or potentially hanging around people who served me I can say that um, and I quickly understood in those moments when things were just literally so chaotic I, I, I realized that that's because that's not how I was raised so it doesn't fit me and it doesn't serve me so now I have to make an adjustment so for not for anybody else but for myself um, but as far as, you know, being lost and confused, no, um, I think that I, and even still at my age, I have moments where, you know, I want to evolve. Um, I feel like we are always uh, students mm -hmm. of life. So I want to evolve and I want to, you know, always strive to be a better version of myself than I was the day before um, and to learn even more things about who I am and uh, being okay with who I'm not. And so, you know, uh -huh. like that, and that, that's important as well. That is very important to understand who you're not and to mm -hmm. embrace who you are not and to be okay with who you're not because there are just, certain things we just not going to be good at we're just not going to it's not going to resonate with us and that's okay it's absolutely okay so in in growing I didn't necessarily like I said get lost or confused it was just those moments of you know awakening and and things that as I grew up from you know different things that may have transpired it's important to make sure that you're able to heal you know from those type of things and not you know, lose yourself in, mm -hmm. in foolishness. So I, like I said, I was fortunate enough to have such a strong foundation when that wasn't really a concern. Mm -hmm. um, and even like I said, yet and still there are things that I want to be better at and things that I, you know, want to grow and, and move past maybe and just be better. But uh, definitely having a very strong sense of who I am and um, loving every inch of that.
Yes. Wow. That was really deep. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. No, I agree. I was watching, I don't know if you've seen this yet, like Lauren London and Angie Martinez, they, they, she was on her podcast. Mm -hmm. She was, yeah, she was speaking about how this is all an, a human experience. We're going through experiences with different people and, you know, just life. And I really, that resonates with what you said. Like, it's all about finding yourself, finding that path, you know, and like, and knowing you're not going to be anybody else. You're not going to be anybody else. That that's a, yeah, that's a key point. We need to we need to pin that. You you can't be anybody <laughs> else but yourself. And it, exactly. I feel like in, yeah, in a, in this world, it's 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 difficult to not compare yourself. But you have to get your you know you have to get your mind right and be like okay, no, I'm a Maya, I'm exactly. Kiami, and that's just that you know. Yeah. And just tap into your own life experiences or human experience as she exactly Lord, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to be okay with and love you. Because if you can't love you, you can't love anyone else. Exactly. You, you literally can't. At all. And and wow. Okay, yeah. Like I told you, I was I'm in my young twenties. So like that I feel like that's what I'm learning too as I continue to, you know, develop, get older. And I feel like a lot of people say when you hit twenty five, you start seeing a shift. Like a change in your mindset. Is that like that really true? Like I don't know. Like I, I feel like I'm growing and elevating, but like it just goes back to what that's you said. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. It is. It is. You know what? I think that there is an element of truth to that. Um, I will say that a lot of my 20s was me really finding myself as far as, you know, likes and dislikes and things of that nature. Um, and really laying a, a stronger foundation for who I am mm -hmm. and not what others expected me to be. It was also that phase of I'm grown. I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm grown. Like that, that was that phase, mm -hmm. you know? And then as I hit like that 25, I was like, okay, so I'm going to sit down. I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to listen uh, because, yeah, see, I made a whole mess because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going, you know, so, I, but I am definitely also a firm believer in being able to make your own mistakes yeah yeah um, because yes. that's, you have to learn however um you know it, and it kind of takes me back to things that my mom would say where she would be like make different mistakes don't make the same mistakes i made yes you have to make them but you don't have to make these exactly you know? so like that um but then when i hit 30 it was literally just okay, I understand, again, still growing and evolving, but I understand that it's okay for me to now enforce a healthy boundary. And I would have loved to have figured that out earlier, but once I did and it clicked, I will not apologize for my boundaries. I will not apologize for saying no. I will not apologize for... Uh, doing what I feel is best for me. I, 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 I will not apologize for that. I will not apologize for removing myself um, when I don't feel appreciated or valued. I, have, I will not apologize for that, nor will I have any issue with doing it. It may not feel the best at that time, but it's about my peace. Exactly, exactly. And, well, I'm going to get to the next question, but I have to touch on the point that you just made. Like, <laughs> you good. No, 
I, I concur with everything you just said. I was, I have a perspective. I seen this on TikTok and the girl was saying that, you know, we live, everybody's a main character. Everybody is in their world. It's their world. So like you say, you're not going to feel bad. This is your world. This is what's going to make you happy. And then other people, we shouldn't feel bad about them enforcing their boundaries or what they want to do because it's their world. We're all just side exactly. characters in everybody's world. So I definitely, I definitely stand on that. Set your boundaries. Stop, stop being scared to say no. It is uncomfortable because I get scared. But then when you do it, it you is. feel refreshed. You feel so refreshed. Yes. yes. So yes. I agree. I definitely agree. And you have so much wisdom. You just have so much okay. wisdom. And I, I can tell your parents they did amazing raising you. Because yes, I'm learning right here. This is a question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I got to hop into your degree. So I want to first say congratulations on obtaining that. How are you using um, your psychology degree? So as far as like actively practicing anything as far as psychology, I don't, truthfully, um, because I am like extremely focused on like my businesses and, you know, writing and acting and all of those type of things. Um, however, I will say that the degree has definitely came in extremely handy when it comes to interacting with humans. Mm, yes. I really, I yes. want you to, okay, whenever you tap into it, please let me know. Cause I want to come to you. You got to be my therapist. Like I just feel so at ease. And I just feel like I'm learning so much from, from just talking with you. Just, hey. just, you know, you're, hey. yeah, you're filled with wisdom. I can tell that degree did you well. Okay. <laughs> that degree did you well. So, but how has it helped with enacting? Elaborate on that. Yes, definitely. Um, I think because of the fact that uh, it allows me, number one, to be able to, again, connect with individuals on a, on a different level uh, when it comes to um, expectations, when it comes to what it is that they are looking for um, and how I can reach them um, and, and get my point across uh, mm -hmm. without um, being demeaning or uh, offensive so that definitely helps within this industry to be able to have that level of communication um as far as within character work it helps so that i can develop an entire backstory of whatever character i am playing and i can then put in bits and pieces of okay so if this happened this is probably going to be the way that they react so what does that look like Mm, okay because it is different mode is it modes i remember therapists is it modes they're different modes and therapies right is that what it's called mm -hmm. yeah different modes and like okay i was chatting with a therapist and like she was asking questions or whatever and i could tell you guys are able to from her just talking to me you're able to just tell about like tell so much about this person she was like it was just different stuff it's very interesting that's very interesting so that yes. helps you tap into the character more yes Oh, Definitely. wow. Well, that's that's a, um good on your part. That, like, puts you ahead of people because, you know, you can just <laughs> do it really good. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I know you say you minored in theater. So mm -hmm. why theater? Like, why not anything else? So because of the fact that I wanted to make sure that I was still a student of my craft. Got you, got you. So, Point blank, period. Okay, got that's, you. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that I I agree with that. I agree. I see why you did that. So you speak a lot. I noticed on your Instagram and just talking to you you right now. You speak a lot about how the no's mean nothing to you, and you continue to push through everything. So how do you handle the no's within an industry that is you know negative and just or even outside of the industry? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I think that just in life in general, you really have to have thick skin. Um, and that doesn't come easy and it doesn't come without work. Um, nose sting. That's just, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I allow myself the grace and the freedom to feel what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But like, man, I knew that was perfect for me. Man, allow myself to feel the disappointment. Mm-hmm. Allow myself to feel, you know, whatever emotion it is that I am feeling, acknowledge it. That's the first step, because if I don't acknowledge it, then I can't move past it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can't sit and be in denial about what I'm feeling. I'm a human with a human reaction and a human emotion. Acknowledge that. Once you acknowledge that, now you can say, okay, so you feel how you feel. Understand. So why do you feel this way? Okay, so this is why I feel this way. Okay, great. So how can we shift the perspective? And my mom and I talk about this all the time. How can you shift the perspective? Because we're not negating your feelings at all, at, at all. But how can we shift the perspective and saying, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't book this role and I'm disappointed. Okay, understood. So instead of being disappointed, you didn't book this role, but what was the silver lining? What did you learn through the audition process? Mm-hmm. What did you um, learn about yourself as an artist? So just trying to change the perspective, allowing, again, allowing yourself to feel it. And I keep repeating that because that's critical. Yeah. Um, but, but then take that and, and shift it and mm-hmm. then make it so that it was still a win for you. Exactly. exactly. Because we don't have losses. We have victories or lessons. Mm. Oh. Okay. And then two, understanding that no means next opportunity. I love saying that next opportunity. And two, exactly. are you a person that believes in, um, Everything happens for a reason? Oh, absolutely. There are zero coincidences. Exactly. And that, I feel like that helps when you really tap into that. But like you said, it takes a lot of work. It does. It takes a lot of work. And God God willing, what do you, um, what do, you do to stay so pod- positive in a world full of negativity, especially within the industry that you are in? Um, you know what? I think that because there's always so much that gets thrown at you, it is honestly a a day by day journey, mm-hmm. um, but I think uh, my faith is definitely a huge huge part of it. Uh, making sure that I remain um, humble, I think, is a huge part of it. I think uh, remembering exactly like you said that you know your nose just means next opportunity, or uh, even um, taking it as a redirection. Mm-hmm. for something yeah. you know for my for my greater uh and understanding that all things i think this is one of the things that helps me out so much all things are always working for my good mm-hmm. always even though it may not feel like it even though you get frustrated sometimes it doesn't seem like it they are always working for your good again allow yourself to feel the disappointment but remember for whatever reason, this mm-hmm. is how this turned out. Right. But have faith and trust and know that there is that better, that there is that breakthrough, that there is that whatever it is that you're believing for. 
So that, I think that that's what really, really helps me. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't have my moments of just frustration because I do. Absolutely. But I work through it, um, you know, by going to the gym. Um, and like I said, just redirecting my mindset because that's really, I can't control anything else except for me. Exactly. Oh, that's a good one. Because I'm a controller. That was good. Okay. Yes. You can yes, only control yourself. Too. Yes, because I am I am a control freak in that sense. And, you know, and I think that that's where, you know, the anxiety and things that comes from, because you're trying to control things that haven't even happened yet. You're trying to be out there in the future being like, well, what if? Okay, well, what if? But you don't know. You, you don't. We, we're not there yet. And I literally have to remind myself of that. Stay present. Yes. Stay present. Wow. So. Wow. Is this a Leo thing? Because you just read me. <laughs> <laughs> Last point, my last question is, you're very much still into acting. So what is yes. the works for any new roles? What can we be expecting to see you in? Yes, so we are currently uh, working on my own show. And then oh. I am, yes, yes. Okay. So we're working on that. And then I also have a um, film that I'm working to produce. So we've got some definite things coming. Yes, I'm excited for you again. Congratulations. Thank you. And Thank yes, you. you're just gonna take over. We're ready for you, girl. We're ready for <laughs> Miss Yami. <laughs> and also yes. happy Yes, and happy um early birthday. Yes, happy early birthday. You as well, my Thank dear. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. And just continue being you and just you're that girl. Yeah, you're that girl. We'll say that. Thank you, boo. And so yes. are you, and don't you ever forget it. Thank you. Thank you. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye.